I'm Claire. And I'm Emma. Welcome to Rich Text, a podcast about our cultural obsessions, like the incredibly American obsession with finding love in Paris. We're here today to talk about Love Trip Paris, a new reality dating show on Freeform, or Hulu if that's where you prefer to watch, and Meet Me in Paris, a Roku channel reality rom-com, which came out at the end of January and which I had no idea existed until we started planning this episode. Neither did I until I saw it on Reese Witherspoon's Instagram because she and Zoe Saldana produced this. Yeah, it's like a Hello Sunshine production. And boy, did they not throw all of their marketing resources behind (laughs) it. They were like, Reese's Instagram, that's enough for this. I should be following it, I guess. But both of these reality programs tap into something really specific, which we wanted to explore today. The idea that American women, American femmes should desire to find love, feel loved, and discover the true meaning of love in France. Mm -hmm. France is just uniquely qualified as a nation to teach us. Fromage. Je t'aime. Amour. You know, (laughs) I took French in college for two years and very little of it stuck. But did you learn about love? I mean, honestly, no. It was a 9 a.m. daily class. I learned about alarm clocks and the consequences of oversleeping, (laughs) primarily those things. I watched some good French movies. But that's not what we're here for today. We're here to talk about seven American girls who know about the same amount of French as me, maybe a little bit more, who head to Paris to find romance. I'm going to say the love trip Paris women know a lot more French than the meet me in Paris women. Well, they're different concepts. Love trip Paris is a show about cross-cultural romance. It's a show about American women dating French men and women. Like the idea is they want to find love with a French person. And meet me in Paris is more about more a show about just like being on vacation in Paris and falling yeah, in Mimi love. Me in Paris is about the romance of Paris. Yeah, just being not there. about not about the romantic nature of French people. Right. It's not really about French people. There might be one or two, but it's more about what if you were in a rom-com set in Paris and everything around you was so romantic and also you met a handsome pilot from Utah. It's that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think those are both valid, but they're very, it leads to very different pools of people. Yes, absolutely. So Love Trip Paris, again, a freeform show. It follows four American Francophiles. Some of them seem to speak quite a lot of French. Caroline, Lacey, Jocelyn, and Rose, who head to Paris to find love. They live in an apartment building. They go on dates with a rotating set of Parisians of varying gender identities who also live in that same apartment building. And each week, two Parisians are evicted during an eviction ceremony in which they are given keys to unlock heart locks, which are, of course, on a fence. Classic. If the lock unlocks, it means the person is going home. This is the most convoluted (laughs) and awkward to watch elimination process I have ever seen on a show like this. It's like the OJ and the glove thing. It's like, does the lock really not open or are you not getting it quite right? You know what I mean? And so then if they think the lock doesn't open, then the person who has them up for elimination has to be like, I want you to stay. You can stop trying to open the lock. It's good. You're you're staying. It's very awkward. I see what they were trying to do. But yeah. And also, it's always abundantly obvious after the first person 
they go one person solo, then the next person solo, and then the last two try their locks together. But because two people are going home, then if the first person doesn't go home, you know the second person is, because then they want there to be some suspense about the last two. And that holds true, I think, until the fourth episode, they deviate a little bit. But it, it does decrease the tension a little bit. I was just like, this was the part that like gripped me the most. I was like, who came up with this bizarre concept? I know. Like, did they, they think were like, about how awkward it would be? Love locks. This is a thing. <laughs> how do we make it work? We have to make this unique in some way. They can't just do roses. That's the bachelor. <laughs> the eviction thing is funny. It's sort of like the checkout <laughs> in Back in the Groove. The dynamic that this sets up is funny to me because... It's the Americans who are in charge of the house and the French people who are in their own home are the ones getting evicted. You know, it's like you go to your actual home. It's like you go to your Airbnb and you tell the host, like, I'm sorry, you're not welcome here anymore is sort of the (laughs) dynamic that ends up getting set up because it's so obvious, like, who is actually the local and who is just like staying in a hotel, basically. (laughs) But they're the ones in charge. Like, imagine it's hard to imagine... I wonder if these shows get produced in reverse and we just don't hear about them. Like, imagine four French people coming here and then a bunch of Americans staying in a house and trying to date these four French people who then, like, toss them out if they don't like them. Like, I feel I like it's Let's always framed it. around Let's, the Americans. We deserve it. I want to watch that show. Yeah. They also seem to find a cast of the only Parisians who are like, Americans are great. <laughs> the only thing I love more than Americans is letting them practice their French with me. It's so adorable when they mess up their tenses. Certainly none of the cafe waiters that I encountered in Paris felt that way about Americans. (laughs) No. It's almost like us having a dating show with like Germans or something. You know, the relative (laughs) perceived romanticness and sexiness of the language and culture and mannerisms. And I'm like, yeah, I can't imagine going on a dating show because I just really want to date Germans. The, you know, and... They found the French people who really wanted to date Americans. They did. And more power to them. Love Trip has an omniscient narrator who explains what's going on throughout. Not really making a lot of jokes. It's not like a, a comedy reality show narrator. No, it's it's more earnest. And the way that cast members learn about what's going on is through text messages, sort of like Love Island or <laughs> MILF Manor. Yeah, and they ask each other on dates via an in-show dating app that they've created. Yes, they have, an in, they have an in-show dating app that they can text each other on. They can ask each other on dates. And so they have a sort of more free-flowing interaction style. They can set up impromptu solo time together. You know, the French suitors can come down and like knock on the door and try to get time with the woman they're interested in. They can set up little side dates in addition to the official dates that are set up by the show. So they have more opportunities to get to know each other. And then they have, you know, periodic rendezvous where all of the suitors and all of the leads get together and mingle. And the casting, I think, is really well done. I like all of the leads. I agree. A lot. And it's pretty diverse. I mean, three out of the four women are queer. One is gender fluid. One is trans. Two of them are non-white. I am using the word women because that is what the show uses throughout. But it seems like they Caroline don't all identify is, as, you know, just women. Yeah. Caroline is gender fluid 
genderqueer, but she does use both she and they pronouns. We are not using pronouns that she does not use. So they all are coming from different identities, different dating backgrounds. One of them was married previously. You know, they have different levels of relationship experience. So we have Lacey, 29, from Nashville. She's a mental health podcaster. And she is the one who's divorced. She was married to a man, but she dates people of all genders. I think she identifies as pansexual. Yeah. Caroline is 26. She's from New York. She's a personal trainer. And she dates women. Jocelyn is 26 from LA. Jocelyn is a model and dates people of all genders. Rose, 25 is a realtor from Boston, and she is the only one who dates only men. So it's quite a bit different from most of the reality dating shows that are marketed to women in that sense, that we're seeing much more diversity in who they're dating. Yeah, I think that this is a great way to do that in the same way that like an F-Boy Island, by having three main characters, creates this space for our protagonists to be interested in a wide variety of people to date. This takes that a step further in a really great way. Yeah. Like this is the solution. You just can have people who occupy different identities and life experiences dating on kind of parallel tracks. Yeah. Democratize reality dating. I mean, when we look at The Bachelor, one of the issues we always take with it is the way that it just puts one person on a pedestal and tries to sort of present them as an ideal of a desirable partner. And when you have these multiple leads, then you get to explore in real time at, you know, simultaneously what, you know, different kinds of partnership look like, what different people need in their relationships, who they're attracted to. And and you see that it's not monolithic. Like they're not all going for the same one or two people on either end. And it does create a more democratized sense of what desire means and what desirability means. And the downside, of course, is just that there are more storylines to focus on, which is why sometimes I love the cleanness of one lead. But there's a huge benefit to seeing all those different pathways being explored. We've only seen four episodes, so I am curious to see how the show's structure develops as we get later into the season, how they try to wrap up these storylines, if they kind of drill down on a few daters so that we feel invested. That's still TBD. But so far, I am finding the show to be entertaining, and I am happy to keep watching it. Yeah, I'm excited to see, especially we're getting into the part of the season where things are starting to get sort of messy. Yeah. And... That's what I love. I want to see things get messy. So let's talk about the premise of Meet Me in Paris. You just listened to a free preview of this week's Rich Text podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to listen to the rest of this week's podcast and our entire Rich Text back catalog, you can become a paying subscriber at clarendemma.substack.com. If not, you can still enjoy our free weekly recommendations. Rich Text is hosted, produced, and edited by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray. You can find the written version of Rich Text at clareandemma.substack.com. You can find us on Instagram at clareandemmapod, and you can find our other podcast, Love to See It, over at Stitcher and wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on TikTok and Twitter at Love to See It Pod. You can also find us individually at Claire E. Fallon and at Emma Lady Rose. 
Thanks for listening.